Yeah, I mean, my advice is um, it's basically hard work pays off. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I coach a lot of surfers and I and I, I, I mentor for a lot of younger kids and stuff like that. And I just go find something that you that you love and work extra harder and you succeed. It's you know, it's it's my number one tip for everything is like hard work does pay off. In 1837, Horace Mann created the education system, a system at the time designed to pump out factory workers and professors, the same system that is still being used today in the 21st century. Now, Mann's system is backfiring. We are being molded by the same industrial system that has existed for close to 200 years. That system delivers us into a digital economy that has no need of our outdated skills. This isn't our teacher's fault. This isn't the government's fault. This is due to a rapidly changing world full of technology and unforeseen circumstances. And us Gen Zs are caught in the middle. Welcome to the Driven Young Podcast, the podcast for stressed, overwhelmed young Australians, teaching you practical life skills you can implement now to set yourself up in life. And now your host, Byron Dempsey. Welcome back to the Driven Young Podcast. And today I'm joined by ex-pro surfer, Jake Patterson. Jake competed professionally on the World Surf League Tour for over 11 years. He now coaches several World Surf League athletes, including seven times world surfing champion Steph Gilmore, while playing an active role at the We Are Feel Good Inc. as managing director. But what is the We Are Feel Good Inc.? They say that the best ideas are born out of necessity, and when a group of six adventure-seeking outdoor lovers found themselves dreaming of a sunscreen that they could feel good about, they decided to take the matters into their own hands. It was around a campfire on a family surfing trip that the three couples, including a doctor, a builder, and a professional surfer, decided to stop dreaming and start doing. After years of researching, developing, refining, and testing, We Are Feel Good Inc. was finally launched. In this episode, Jake and I talk about work ethic and how that allowed him to become a pro surfer. We talk about pursuing what you really want to do regardless of other people's opinions. He shares his experiences as a pro surfer, why he got involved with the sunscreen company, and the importance of recycling and looking after our oceans. As per usual, please DM me on Instagram if you're enjoying the show. I have lots of new projects I would love for you all to get involved with, so check out the master link in the show notes below. And please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts if you get some value from the show. Now, over to Jake. Jake, welcome so much to the podcast. Hi, Byron. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. As good as I can be during lockdown. <laughs> um, as we were just saying, you're you know out in the country on the other side on the complete other side of Australia, so you haven't really been affected, which is lucky. Um, but I did want to talk a lot about. I think we're going to talk about some interesting stuff today. Um, we're going to go into you know the ocean, you know y- your history as a surfer, and you know running running companies, and you know taking risks and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm very excited. But before we get into, I guess, the meat of it, I'd love to just know your story. You know, what did you what did you do after high school, and what are you currently up to now? Uh, yeah, we're very lucky here in Western Australia, and I was born and bred in uh, Perth, Western Australia, um, and I've always had a holiday house um, in the southwest, a place called Yellingup. My parents uh, had a little unit there, so we spent all our holidays down there. Um, which- I should clarify to listeners, like international listeners, the distance between us right now is like all of Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, East coast to west coast of it's, it may as well be a whole other country where I am compared to you guys, and and freight wise and everything else like that we deal with is is may as well be another country. It's it's a crazy little, you know, 
it's yeah, we're looking at like what? It's a long way. It's I don't know, but I'd guess like four and a half thousand. Oh, yeah, three and a half thousand. I think so. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, three and a half thousand kilometers. So yeah, I thought I'd just throw that in there for international <laughs> listeners. Technology these days, we're just just a little whip away. Um, but yeah, after high school, like um, I left in year eleven from from Perth to to follow my dreams and aspirations as a professional surfer, and uh, yeah, I moved down from Perth down to. Um, the southwest of, of, of thing and, and started working my my bum off basically to try and earn money to, to travel kind of thing, which um, I wasn't the kind of like the silver spoon professional surfer like a, a few of the, you know, the, the superstars these days are, are all like sponsored early. And I always mm. had sponsors and stuff, but not paid sponsors. So, um, you know, I got free clothes and wetsuits and stuff. So I was pretty spoiled growing up like with the, with the goods and free surfboards and stuff. And I came through as like the number one junior surfer in, in Western Australia. But mm. yeah, so I moved down South after school and um, started working to save money to travel and, and um, yeah, worked my ass off. So that kind of made me more hungry to succeed, I guess, because I had to earn money like myself to pay for my trips and stuff instead of people paying me to go to trips and, and, um, you know, there's a there's a silver lining there with people that have to do it the hard way. You know, a lot of the Brazilian surfers in general come from a really poor background and had to really fight, you know, really, really hard to sub, to get onto tour and to pay their way and earn their, you know, spend their own money to, to do it, you know. Um, so it gives you this hunger and this um, appetite to not make mistakes when it really counts because you're living off a payday kind of thing and on your prize money. So that's how I was kind of like grew up and, and had to work really hard. And I, and I trained really hard. Like, you know, I became a coach after I finished professional surfing and, and my motto is hard work and you succeed. You know, if you put your mind to anything, you can make anything happen. So, um, that's where I've, you know, trained a lot of kids growing up to, to qualify and, and uh, achieve their goals and dreams to, to make it onto the world tour. And uh, it was really re- rewarding for me, but, you know, to me to give them some of that knowledge that I've made all, I've made all those mistakes on tour and, and then for the, to give them the, the streamline approach on how to succeed is uh, it's pretty rewarding as well, so... No, that, that, that's awesome. So I, it's it's funny, you know, we were saying before, like how difficult it is to make it in the you know surfing industry or any sporting industry. Um, you know, you're looking at you know the, the top top percent can only just make an income enough to survive off. Um, the same goes with business business as well. You know, ninety five percent of businesses fail. Most people aren't making much money in small business or entrepreneurship. And so I guess that's where we're kind of talking about. I guess you know you, you've got your own company now, right? Um, yeah, I, I'm running a sunscreen business at the moment. Yeah, and also have a surf shop. Yeah, so I think it'd be yeah. safe to say, you know, the the lessons you learn in surfing and discipline and training have probably transferred over into business and, you know, running those. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and my passion for for things. Um, so, you know, when I obviously dove head and you know into professional surfing and and when I was on tour, I just I wanted to be. I loved it so much that I wanted to be a surfers rep for, to represent the surfers. So I actually sat on the 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 W the ASP at the time. It's now WSL, but it's back in the day when I was on tour it was ASP Association of Professional Surfing. Um, and I sat as a surfers rep because I I really loved the uh, the whole ins and outs of surfing. So, 
Um, I sat on the board for like 10 years and really got to know the ins and outs of all of professional surfing kind of thing. So, um, and that's kind of like what I do like now, kind of like I've dived into the sunscreen business where I feel good ink is, is not just mine. I, I've got a couple of partners, but, um, you know, it's, it's just all I'm into it kind of thing. I'm, I know everything about sunscreens these days. It's crazy. Um, and it's just the passion. You've got to have the passion and, and give you all into something and, and you, you got to make it succeed. It can't just like assume that, you know, just it'll, it'll all just happen kind of thing. And that's, I've got a surf shop in Dunsborough as well. That That's the same kind of thing. You've got to, it's time and effort that you've got to put into it to make it succeed. So hard work is, is one of my, um, I think if you listen to a lot of like inspiration, um, even the Michael Jordan um, documentary thing, you have a listen to all he, what he put into it. He wasn't just the greatest because of his natural talent. It's, it's how much he put into it and how he wanted the teams to succeed so much that he'd, he'd drag people up with him because he wanted to be the best and his team to succeed and, and win. He just didn't like losing. So it's what you put into it, what you get out of it is what I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the whole, you know, obviously there is natural talent as an aspect of it. But like an episode I did ages ago, he was saying, you know, I his belief was even if you have natural talent, if my work ethic is better, I'll beat you. Yeah, that's, that I can, I can that's, win, I, you know, I can outweigh your natural talent because I work, you know, three times harder. And, you know, it was an interesting point. And obviously it's, there's a lot of variables to that, but it's like, yeah, you got to understand, you know, putting in the work is really important. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I, I know, oh, I know fifty more talented surfers than me that never made it. If you get what mm. I mean, that, that that just didn't want to put in the hard work, or you know, it's a it's a it's a mind game. A lot of professional sports as well. So you've got to be, you know, headstrong and and not you know budge that way as well. So it's more of a mental game. But the worth ethic ethic is is so huge. Like no one, you know, especially in the surfing game because it's such a, a lifestyle sport that you know um and you can get carried away with you know just going oh i just want to do it for you know i want to be a free surfer or i want to you know be one of those guys that you know it's all about getting back to nature and stuff or or you get you you know get your hands dirty and you grind out and and i pride myself on self on being one of the fittest guys and and keeping the most talented guys like the world champions in the sport honest in every single time i came up against them like i was you know, if they had an off day, I was getting them, you know. It was like, you know, it's – I truly believe in the hard work pays off. So keep on mm. banging on that door. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll get into that probably a lot throughout this episode, the importance of work ethic and just, you know, putting in the work. But before we get into that, I wanted to go back into you – know, you mentioned you left school year 11. Like what was the, the decision-making process like? that for you did you just know you wanted to be a surfer straight away um did you look at different options like what was going on in your head when you made that decision yeah it was a tough decision like mum and dad were really su supportive luckily because you know it's not like you can just go oh i'm gonna become a professional surfer it was like pretty pretty heavy decision like for for when you know i'm 16 years old um you know i don't have a job i um i didn't i i was really Came through WA has been really good, and I was probably um, top four or five in Australia at my, of my age because um, I travelled with the state teams to go over east to compete and stuff. But there's no guarantees that you're going to make a living out of it at all. So um, I was lucky I had a couple of really good mentors in in um, John Malloy that runs Creatures of Leisure. 
he owned that and he just goes, look, I'll back you, but you got to, you know, take it seriously. And, and he, he paid for a trainer for me to, um, Steve Smith, a, a guy, an old Navy SEAL guy in Perth that I drove up twice a week from, you know, it's three hours drive to just train for a morning and then drive back. So it was pretty, um, worth ethic wise was like, I'm putting, this is all the effort I'm putting into to succeeding kind of thing. And then working on top of that to pay for my own travel. So when I went away, I know there's a lot of pressure and stuff to succeed, but I was going, there's no way that guy that's got all this talent and, and got all these sponsors and paying him is going to beat me. I'm going to paddle over, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. So, hmm. um, it was, I didn't have a backup plan. So when I left school, I was like, this is what I want to do. I worked my ass off. I had like three different jobs to earn money to travel. And then I was training really hard and, you know, I was just, I was going to, there was no backup plan. I just went, I'm going to succeed. I have to succeed. Otherwise I'm going to be, um, you know, a laborer or something for the rest of my life. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted to really give myself the best opportunity. And so I worked really hard and, and it paid off. Uh, and I, you know, I had a 11 year successful, you know, I won the pipeline masters in Hawaii. I won two events in um, sunset, won Jeffrey's Bay a couple of times. It's, you know, for, if I look back at myself as a 16 year old and told me, you know, I'd be sitting here, you know, 48 years old now and what I achieved over my career, I'd, I'd be baffled. I'd be going, mm. no way. So, and isn't that was it, just pure from hard work. Yeah. Isn't it it's freaky if you think about like, you know, I guess an alternate timeline where you didn't make the decision to be a surfer and instead you're 48 years old and you're going, man, I wish I had tried that thing when I was younger. Like, yeah, I don't, no regrets. Yeah. No yeah. regrets. And, and, um, Oh, what I was going to say about like leaving school and like, and how distressful it is these days with social media and, and like the, um, you know, to try and succeed in life. But you, you get to a certain age and you go, what was I worried about? You know, it, it, it all always will work out. You know, you do all you need is a few good people around you to, to help you along the way if you're having a little bit of trouble. And, and if you've got a good worth ethic, um, everything always works out. So, the only people you got to worry about is the people that are lazy. They want to like to sit on the couch and play video games all day or something like that. But if you're not that person and you want to go out and um, achieve something or create a business or um, have a crack, it's like it's it's hard. I'm I'm not sugarcoating and saying it's 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 easy. But if you if you want to succeed, all you're gonna do is put the hard work in, learn. I mean, you can mm. Google how to do anything these days. I've rebuilt an outboard motor from scratch just from Oh Google. yeah. Well, we always do um, that. I've, it's, it's the University of YouTube is the greatest university that has ever existed. Like there's so much value on it. I, I I'm I've been video editing and filmmaking for like ten years now. I learned everything from YouTube. Everything. Yeah. It's insane. You can start a business from YouTube, you get what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 not it's hard. It is hard to succeed, but you know, it's depending on how much you want to put into it. So, you know, my, my comments to people out there when, especially when you're 16, 17, you know, it's tough years when you're going, Oh, what am I going to do with my life? You know, go pick your first passion. So you don't even, you know, if you pick something that you really want to do, you won't be working anyway, because you're, it's what you're into kind of thing. It's not like, oh, how am I going to earn the most money? It's all mm. about what what's your passion and what you want to follow. So, you know, what are they, what's the, the, the saying that, you know, if you find what you love to do, you don't work a day in your life. You know? Yeah, right. It, it's, that's, that's the key to what I reckon in, in, 
in um, when you're that age, you got to find a passion of of, yeah. of some sort of of what you really want to do. So you sink your teeth into it a little bit more. You you'll you'll try a little bit. Of, you know, you're not working from nine to five because you don't care if you're up at eleven o'clock still working on something because you're enjoying it. So. You know, and I think it. that's where the whole, when people hear people like you and they go, man, I could never work that many hours. I could never work that much. I don't want to work that much. It's like, you have to understand the only reason people like this put in the work is because they love what they're doing. Yeah. If I was working in a job I hated, there's no way I could work this many hours. No yeah. way. But because I love the podcast and I love doing what I'm doing, I'm able to put in a lot more time. And as a result, people are like, he works so hard. And it's like, or she works so hard or whatever. It's like, yeah, but also they enjoy what they're doing. You know, if you're working a part-time job that you really don't enjoy, you're probably not going to want to put a lot of work into it. But if you're working something that you're passionate about, even if even if you're not getting paid well, you'll you know put in a lot of hours. Yeah, yeah. But there's stepping stones to that as well because I I worked a whole bunch of jobs that I didn't like because oh, I needed the sure. money. Absolutely. But the golden plan was to become the professional surfer. You get what I mean? So yeah. There's a stepping stone of like having to get your hands dirty and and. But the, then there was a goal. You get what I mean? I, yeah. I I had a goal at the end of it to to do what I love to do. So you know, it's not just like you can just go, oh yeah, I want to you know be a rocket scientist, and I'm just gonna, you know, there's there's, there's oh, stepping stones gotta, to yeah to you gotta make sacrifices. You got, yeah, sure. sacrifices to get to that. Like you have to you know get a twenty grand deposit to to start your business or something like that. You can't just do that naturally. You know, you got to go out there and earn your twenty thousand dollars, and then off you go with your company or something like that, if you get what I mean. So, yeah, but I think if you have a vision like, okay, I'm going to work at this job until I earn 20 grand of savings, then I can start my own business, you'll probably be way more excited to work at the job because you have a clear vision and plan of, you know, why you're working there. I think, because yeah. um, I was the same, you know, I worked pizza delivery job. I used to yeah. film, film dance concerts, which was a grind, you know, long days. And, you know, it, I think that stuff builds you up though. And that's, you know, the, the downside of having, as you mentioned earlier on, surfers or anyone who gets given stuff is they probably won't have as much of a work ethic because they don't yeah. need to. They, they, they haven't had to no. because they've had stuff given to them. And so while a lot of people look at people who are wealthier and go, oh, they're so lucky and stuff, I try, I tr- you can try to switch it and be like, they are lucky. They do have this money. But also because you don't have as much as that, you're, you're developing these skills which are ultimately going to get you even further in life. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you've said it really well there. I mean... It's, it's yeah. Uh, no, you said it perfect. <laughs> nothing, nothing more to say. <laughs> but I mean, I guess what on the topic of work ethic, like, and it's tricky. I can't speak for everyone here, but you know, I like to talk about Gen Z or you know this generation as a whole. Like, it depends on the person, but I do think because we do have life a lot of stuff like social media and we have all these stuff that make life very easy. If we want to get food, we can just order it from our phone. We don't have to talk to anyone. We can just have it straight to our door. I do think our discipline and work ethic is really low for a lot of people. Um, So do you have any advice? Like what tips would you give to someone who's thinking, okay, I feel like I'm quite naturally lazy and I don't enjoy doing stuff or I struggle at school. Like how do I develop a work ethic? (laughs) That's it's really tough these days. I mean, I've got, I've got a 23 year old kid, a 19 year old daughter and, and, uh, and I've got three kids, you know, an 11 year old daughter as well. And, and it's crazy. These phone things that, you know, Mm. it's when I grew up, there was no mobile phones, you know, I had to, you know, book all my travel on a, the home phone and then, you know, pay phones when I'm at the airport, if I missed a flight or something to call the mm. travel agent, it's like everything's at a, t- you know, it's, it's all convenience now, but it, you've got to get out of that somehow. It's really hard to change your, the way you've been, you know, 
the, as you said, the Gen Z being brought up in these, you know, demanding, like, I want it now. It's, you know, as you said, the fast food can be like unbelievable. And I don't know. It's, it's just all about work and, and what you want to succeed at. Like, if you want to earn a million dollars, you, how do you, how do you go about making that? You've got to have a plan in life of, of how to, to succeed kind of thing. And, and the, the short term, thing of it all is the the computers and the phones and stuff isn't going to do that for you you've got to get out there and do it yourself you've got to have an idea you've got to have worth ethic to get off your bum and actually make something happen everyone has these ideas of of how you how you can make money and and like the the best thing but one percent of those people actually get off their ass and actually make stuff happen so it's 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 having a go it's having a crack at something and not just sitting around and just go and let someone else do it the other thing is it's like so many people will be like, okay, have a go. They'll have a go, then give up straight away because yeah. they're not immediately good at it. Or they're like, oh, that wasn't that great. It's like, you, that's not how life works. You've got to push through it. Like anything you start, you're going to have to grind for a little bit of period before you can get into that, like that flow. And I think that's so important. It's just having a go, especially while you're young, because now's the best time to do it. You don't have yeah. many responsibilities. Do all this stuff while you're young because you don't have kids. You don't have anything in the way that's, you know that's going to get in your way and you, you have the time. Have you seen that graph? And it's like, when you're young, you've got time, you've got energy, but you've got no money. And yeah. then when you're middle aged, you've, yeah. yeah. you've got um, money, you've got energy, but you've got no time. Yeah. And when you're old, you've got time, you've got money, but you've got no energy. Yeah. And it's like play to play to those. If you've got yeah. time and energy, use that, do stuff, take risks. Yeah. 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 I mean, champions are born for, like uh, of the guys that keep on getting back up and keep on, you know, persistence kind of thing. Mm. It's not just going, oh, that was too hard and I can't do it. it. That should evolve into something else or morph into something else that you want to achieve some, somehow else. So, you know, not just going, oh, that's it. I've got nothing else to do. I'm, I, ha- I had a go, but, you know, you've got to keep on getting back up and come up with something else that will evolve. If it's too hard, you've got to, um, you know, recreate it and, and make it workable. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the whole like growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Um, you know, a growth mindset is someone who believes who someone knows just because they're not good at it doesn't mean they can't get better. And so they'll keep working at it. And a fixed mindset is like, well, if I'm not naturally good at it, then it can't be for me. Um, obviously there's a lot of other explanations of that, but that's kind of like in context of what we're talking about, those different mindsets. And I think this generation needs to really adopt a bit more of a growth mindset and just go, okay, let's, let's just, let's do stuff. Cause I think also, People won't do stuff because they can't see the immediate benefit. And it's like, but there doesn't have to be an immediate benefit. If if you're doing stuff day in and day out as a time, over time, as a young person, you're going to develop more more work ethic. You're going to become a better person, almost like a video game. You're you're leveling yourself up. Yeah. And so I think by by going out and cutting firewood, what's the immediate benefit? Nothing really. Over a long time, if you're doing that over period, it generates discipline. You you appreciate whatever it is, right? I'm just making stuff up. Yeah. But I think that that is stuff that can help with your work ethic. Yeah, I think what you said earlier as well is sacrifice is a, is a mm. huge one. Like for me, when I, I lost a lot of my like, uh, not lost, but I sacrificed a lot of nights out drinking with my friends, you know, because I was having to get up at six to train and, and I didn't want to have a hangover or you know, get what I mean? Like it was a sacrifice of, of doing smaller things to, to be a better person and to, to achieve my goals kind of thing. And, and kids these days don't get that. They don't get the, I've got to give something up to, to benefit me 
further on down the road kind of thing. It's all about, yeah. you know, that, that, um, that game when you, you know, you, you put not a game, uh, like a shrink thing, you put two muffins in a, in a, in a room with kids or something and, and they can have 10 muffins if they don't touch those two muffins, um, you know, in half an hour or something. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's kind I talk of about like, that a lot. It's delayed yeah. gratification, the marshmallow yeah. experiment. Yeah. They do it with it, marshmallows. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like it's that exact thing. It's like sacrificing something for now for a better result in the future kind of thing. Kids find that so hard because everything's so instant these days. It's like it's you know, Instagram is the, is the thing. It's like a picture goes up, it's seen for like a split second, and then an hour later it's forgotten. It's done. You know what I mean? It's mm. like that's the the what we're Kids are growing up in these days. It's they're not thinking the future at all. So yeah, it's a it, tough one. It is a tough one, and it's you know instant gratification is just it's you crave it as a young person because it's the world you've grown up with. Everything is instant. Therefore, when yeah. something's not instant, you're like, hold on, what's what's happening? And I think <laughs> yeah. you know I see it a lot. And obviously, I'm not talking on on all Gen Zs here, but a lot of younger people are quite entitled. I think everyone's kind of entitled to be honest. But they'll be like, I shouldn't have to sacrifice stuff. It's like, what do you think the world's just you know made for you and it's going to be perfect? You're going to have to sacrifice times. And on your example of sacrificing parties and stuff, here's the thing. Like, I'm a big fan of, you know, you should party and do all that stuff while you're young. Just sacrifice, you know, instead of going out three times a week, go out once. It's not, it's not like you have to never party or never have fun. You just have yeah. to not go out as much. Or maybe sacrifice getting blind drunk and wiping out your entire weekend because you're hungover and just have a few drinks instead. You can still yeah. have a great time, but it's not going to wipe out the rest of your weekend. So, so that's it's not like the future. To... It's having a plan. You know, you know I mean? yeah. like, kids don't have plans these days. It's like, it, this is, it's like a, a goal to see you succeed in life. It's like it, it, it can be a weekly budgeting you know, as you're saying, for the weekend, it's Friday night, have a couple of drinks with my friends and then go training on Saturday morning and then, you know, you can have something excellent to happen on Saturday afternoon instead of like the blind drunk Friday night, you sleep till one, it's it's a sacrifice, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's Kids funny, I posted, <laughs> I posted a TikTok clip a while ago and I was just saying how like almost this exact thing, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was saying um, like what, during a hate to see, don't don't study Friday nights. Like, just if there's a party on, go out, have fun. Like, don't use that as an excuse. Like, yeah, so it's 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 a four hour party. Are you seriously telling me you don't have time in a week to go to a four hour party because you have to study? And yeah. all the comments, people were just like, it's not just four hours because I'm gonna get I'm gonna wipe out the rest of my weekend, or I'm not I'm gonna you know not be able to do this. It's like, well, don't get wasted yeah. then. It's yeah. like go what, have what, fun, what kind but of not weird really. argument is this? <laughs> A party scheduled for Friday night. That means why don't you work an hour extra every day leading up to that Friday, so you're already ahead of the game. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? It's yeah. I don't get that. Just I don't know. Yeah. It's hard uh, these I, days. I mean, I've did I've did it literally with my kids. It's it's really tough. It's and I understand it like firsthand that you know the the world that they're growing up in. And you know, if if my daughter got took her phone away from her, she wouldn't be able to know what to do wouldn't know how to drive anywhere or anything. It's like crazy. Yeah. You know, back in my day, it was like, I had to get out the old Atlas book to find out how to, to drive anywhere. It's like the CBD grid. It's crazy. Mm. And now you can put in any address in your phone and find out where to go and how long it'll take. And it's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. It's like, um, I was saying before to someone, I believe, and this is just my personal opinion. We're in the biggest generational disconnect in human history and the future of human history like the difference between my generation or like your kids 
or me and my grandparents is so massive. Like my granddad, he was one of 11 children. He grew up in New Zealand in Kaikoura. And for his birthday, he got an orange. And, you know, here I am with all this insane technology. I've got all these things, um, got my own room. He never had his own room. I've got running water, electricity. He never had that. And that's in two generations. Like the disconnect is insane. Um, And it's, it's, it's interesting like how, like, my grandparents and most grandparents don't haven't really adopted technology and so there's a whole disconnect there as well like i can't really explain to my grand my grandma what i do like oh you on a podcast how does that work how do you, <laughs> yeah. how, how do you yeah. paid wait how does that work it, yeah she, she can't understand no i totally get that as well like you get what i mean and the, the selflessness back in those days if you get what i mean you growing up in a huge family and everyone was helping to the family survive kind of thing and these days the kids are just all about me me i i i like Oh, it's unfair. What? It's life's so unfair. Like it's just going, holy moly! You, you're looking outside. You know, you're taking it all too, too seriously. Like you know, help out, and I'm going to help you if you help us. You get what I mean? It's like, as you said, the generation gap is crazy, and and I, I think the future is is going to be even crazier with the the what we're going to be leaving for our kids or future you know, my grandkids and or whatever moving forward is, is you know, it, will there be any fish left in the ocean to go fishing? You know, I take my kids out for a fish in the boat and we catch fish every day kind of thing. No worries. And then, you know, 20 years time, who knows what's going to be, the ocean's going to mm-hmm. be like. And that's something you're quite passionate about, isn't it? Like um, ocean sustainability, looking after our oceans. Um, obviously in Australia, we have, you know, one of the, the great world wonders, the Great Barrier Reef. And so I think oceans, uh, what's the ocean preservation is quite important in this country as as well as any country, but it's heightened here because we just have, you know, oceans is such a unanimous thing that goes with Australia. When people think of Australia, they think of, you know, beaches and oceans and, you know, beautiful water and stuff. So I think that's something you're quite passionate about, isn't it? I'm super passionate about it. I mean, Australia is a big island, basically. I mean, all the major yeah. cities are, are based around the ocean, basically, or harbours or whatever. So it's a it's a big one for sure. And and obviously, me being a professional surfer, I've, I've, you know, I rely on the oceans for my job kind of thing. And and traveling all around the world and seeing the the, the different cleanliness of, of the oceans is so crazy of how like some third world countries for Indonesia, for example, how, you know, they've just grown up by throwing their rubbish into the, the rivers kind of thing and the rivers all lead to the ocean. So the oceans are just getting so littered with, with rubbish kind of thing. And, and I live in, I would say one of the, the, cleanest oceans in the world down in the southwest of western australia so um oh it's crazy and and that's led into stuff like our recycling program in my business that i have in the sunscreen business like we recycle we've recycling program for all our bottles kind of thing we take all the bottles back and recycle them into into different products kind of thing because i'm so passionate about not wasting you know we have to use plastic to um because it's a virgin uh let me start that again. We have to use plastics because it's a medicine um, sunscreen. Is so we have to use virgin plastic. So we can't use recycled plastic for for putting that because of decontamination and stuff. So it's um so we we created our own recycling program and we'll take bottles back and recycle them. So yeah, I'm very passionate about all that stuff and doing all I can to help um, you know in any you know charities and stuff like that to try and make the 
the world a better place for for future generations kind of thing because we need to do something now because i tell you if we don't it's going to be a scary lot world we're going to be living in yeah and and what do you think i guess what do you think that everyday person can do to help something like that because something you know you often see whether it's the ocean or climate change you know when they talk about climate change they say you know 85 percent. i don't know what the numbers are they say a, a very large percent of the issues come from like 10 of the biggest corporations in the world so guilt tripping the individual is kind of redundant we should be looking at the big corporations yeah but what do you think but i also think it's a bad mindset to have like as an individual we shouldn't just be like oh i'm not going to worry about it then because i'll let the big corporations handle it what do you think as individuals we can be doing to help preserve the ocean or help you know make the world a cleaner place oh it's recycling as well and and choosing not to use certain products i guess that that you know for instance would go into landfill or whatever um it's uh you know it's it's hard because it's like getting back to that selflessness and whatever. It's like, it's not being lazy, basically. I mean, recycling's hard in general. You get what I mean? It's not, it's, you got to take extra time. You got to clean your, your products and you got to, you know, separate some plastic. So, say a tissue box, for instance, you get what I mean? It's a, it's, it's recyclable, but you've actually got to peel the plastic out of the top of the, where the, the tissues come out. And unless mm. that's peeled out, it won't get recycled. And it's just not being lazy. It's like, Try not to be that that, and if everyone's not lazy, it'll make a difference. It's it's everyone's going to have their own little agenda and and give their own little bit back kind of thing. And and if everyone does it, it'll be a better place for everyone. And and that's selflessness that you got to think about. It's not just for me; it's for your kids or your grandkids and and the future generations moving on. It's you got to get out of that mindset of of oh, I don't have time or I'm late. You know, I just throw it in. Someone else will do it. You get what I mean? You got to mm. be that person to go. No, I'll I'll do it. I've got five minutes. I'll rip all, you know. I'll clean all my recycling tins. So you've got the best chance of recycling it. And stuff like that. Yeah, like absolutely. you can make a difference. The, the the thing is, you you've got to understand that if everyone's thinking that, oh, someone else will do it or whatever, like nothing ever will be done. So yeah. you've got to be going. That's what I'm saying. I've it's got a really to be bad the, mindset to have. Like it's it's a really bad mindset to have if you're going, oh, I'll just let the corporations handle it. I'll just, um, you know, we need to, as individuals, be exactly as he's saying. I think the tissue box is a great example. It's like just peel the plastic yeah. off. How long does it take? 10 seconds? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just one example. You know what I mean? It's like I, I know this for, for the sunscreen like um, thing that I'm in. Like you've actually got to clean your your bottles with hot water or vinegar or something. So it's actually a process. And, and because if you don't clean it, that can't be recycled because it's still got remnants or you've got to cut the bottle open and give it a good, it's so it's, it's an effort and we're going to this effort because we're using plastic bottles and, and we, people are into it. Like there's a lot of the, you know, there's a huge community out there that, that want to help and do the right thing. So it's just get on the bandwagon. Just don't be lazy. I, that's my advice mm. for young kids these days. Make a difference. You can. It's not just, yeah. you know, it's a whole rising tide lifts all boats. Like if, if a billion people have that mindset of just, just doing a tiny little thing, that's a big impact. A billion people doing that. That's a huge impact. Exactly. So if, you know, it, 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 all it has to be is as simple as that. Just like making sure recycling is going, obviously you could do more, but if, at the bare minimum, if everyone's doing that, then we can have a huge impact. Um, so I think it's a really important mindset to adopt. Like I talk about it before, but if, you know, if we were to say, is is the oceans is cleaning the oceans your responsibility? No, it's not. But what if you would say yes, it is? Well, if you were to say yes, it is my responsibility. How can I help 
you know, how can I help? Well, I can start doing this at home. I can start doing this. I can start doing this. Now, if everyone adopted that mindset, then we're having a huge impact. And so yeah. it's like, just because it's your responsibility doesn't mean you have to single-handedly fix a problem, but you can be a small person amongst many who can ultimately fix the larger problem. Yeah. It's like, the, uh, I'm not sure it's an older movie now, but pay it forward. That movie is like, you know, you do one, one nice thing for someone and that, that their only thing that they have to do is do it to three other people. And it's like a big dominance, um, you know, pyramid kind of thing that happens. Um, if, you know, I, when I was used to train on the on the on the beach, you know, I used to do soft sand running and stuff. And every time I run and I see rubbish, I'd pick it up, kind of thing. Like I pick up mm. three or four, you know. And, and there's not where I live, it's not that it's not that dirty at all. But if everyone picked up a little one bit of rubbish every time they went to the beach, it's like one tiny little thing. It's not that hard. And and there's there's bins at the beach, so it's you know, you walk out the beach, you see a bit of rubbish, you pick it up. All the beaches would be a lot cleaner than what they are, but. You know, people just go, oh, look, someone's left rubbish there. That's disgusting or whatever, and walk past it. It's like, well, so no one's going to pick that up. It's going to get swept mm. in the ocean. It could, you know, it's a plastic bag that, you know, a turtle could eat or whatever and drown or whatever. So it's someone's you've got to do something. Why not a tiny little thing like that? Like, you know, I used to run the beach, pick up three or four bits if, they, if I see them, and, or even straws kind of thing, like things that people don't even think about. It's like put mm. them in the bin, it's... Well I, well, I think I was doing my little bit, you know, and if, if everyone gets that little mindset of just doing one little thing, um, you know, kids these days, as you said about the entitlement, just going, oh, it's, it's not my job. You get what I mean? But whose job is it? You know? Yeah, this is, exactly. It's terrible. So yeah, exactly. everyone's going to take that responsibility to, to do their best to make them sleep well at night. And I mean, I sleep great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's great advice. I think, um, you know, even... I can imagine next time I'm walking the beach and I see a piece of rubbish, I'm going to flash back to you saying this and I'll be like, okay, I'll just pick it up. Yeah. It's simple. It's, like, you know. it's just not even on the way down, on the way back. You know, you go, you're heading to your car or your bike or whatever and you're going to pass a bit on the way. It's not that big a deal. All you have to do is bend. It's not it's being a better yeah. person. It's like, it's not hard. Absolutely. No, I think it's um, super important. Um, but you did mention before that you've got three daughters. All, it sounds like different well, ages one, as well. One, one son and uh, two daughters, yeah. Oh, okay, oldest, so you've got, you got son, three, yeah. three kids. Yeah, three kids. Um, what do you say, 22, 23, 19, and 11? Yeah. Yeah, so you've got, you know, it's, you know a, quite quite well spread out. So you've got quite an experience. I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on the younger generation. Like, what are you seeing? What are the issues that you're seeing with your kids? Are they, you know, struggling with technology? Like, what do you think? Um, is happening with the younger generation when it comes to, you know, are they struggling to make the decision what to do after high school? Are they confused? Are they, you know, do they have friends? Like, obviously, you don't have to speak specifically to your kids, but, like, what are you just seeing with the younger people in general? Yeah, screen time's a huge one for, for it's like, um, you know, when, when I was a kid, you know, there was no, you know, we had, like, a old box TV kind of thing where you got a couple hours a day to watch or whatever, but it was go outside and play. Like these days, you know, if they've got any spare time, they're just on the laptop or on the computers mm. or on the phone or doing, you know, screen time. So I, I feel like they're not – kids these days aren't getting out and experiencing the real world, basically. You get what I mean? Like if you're outside playing and or you're outside, you know, having to go to the beach and, you know, that's what I used to do. You used to have to go to the beach and – entertain myself fishing or surfing or and doing it there was nothing else to do kind of thing or skateboarding or you know exercising and things so the, what i see these days the kids that they're just 
the, the entitlement of like if you take a screen thing away, their whole world is is disarrayed. They they don't know what to do. They they go, oh, they want to go outside and play. Just go well. If you didn't have the phone or that laptop or whatever, you you what what else would you do? It's it's crazy mm. that you know. I mean, I'm a victim of it as well. Like, I got my kids' phones when they were like eight or nine years old. It's crazy. It's, it's, and you go out to dinner and stuff like that. And it's like, keep them quiet. <laughs> Here's the laptop. Well, that's no. the whole thing. It's like, is, is a phone becoming a bit of a pacifier for younger people? It's like, and for parents, they're just like, oh, I don't want to look after my kids. I don't want to deal with that. Just give them the phone. And is that, you know, something parents should be aware of? Cause I personally think that's, you know, obviously doing it from time to time is fine. But if that's your entire strategy for parenting, you just give them the iPad or just give them something to get them to stay quiet. And then it just reinforces whenever they want the iPad, they just be loud and annoying and rude and they'll get it <laughs> even worse. And it just perpetuates the whole problem. Yeah, it is. It's a crazy world. That's what I'm, yeah, we, I mean, we touched on it before about the the generation things. I mean, you know, if, if I was loud and noisy when we went out to dinner when I was a kid, we'd get in big trouble. You know what I mean? And there's no taking anything away. We'd just be in trouble and, and we'd know not to do that from just being, uh, you know, the manners of growing up of being a good kid is, is completely different these days. It's, you know, the people don't greet people the same these days. You know, we've tried really hard to keep our kids like, you know, shake someone's hand and look them in the eye kind of thing. It's not looking at a screen and say, hi, bill or whatever like hi mm. you know and not even eye contact these days it's 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 a generation thing that we've got to be better at parents kind of thing it's and it's a time thing as well like we're all time as you said the time poor thing and 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 the you know time's money kind of thing it's like if we're all grinding in this fast world that we're all living in these days but you got to get step take a step back and go you know i've got to educate my kid the, the best way to grow up in in the world instead of just going, oh, I've got to, you know, it's selflessness kind of thing, giving yourself, you know, I'll catch up on my work or whatever, but I've got to give myself time with my kids to be a better, for, for, to better them. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's well, heavy. I think, um, I think what's, it, there's a bit of a whole, I don't know, if it's like a, a pillar step, you know, domino effect here. And I think, you know, one of the things, if we're going back to the whole, you know, parents, as you mentioned, parents need to be more aware of this and really need to be putting a lot of effort to make sure their kids aren't becoming addicted to screens. Yeah. And I think a big reason is it is because, you know, in the past few generations, women have suddenly gone from not really working to working full time. And now you've got two parents who are often working full time, which means there's much less time to be parenting. They'll both come home exhausted. If you just want to shut the kid up, it's very easy to give them an iPad or something. Yeah. Whereas previous generations, you know, parents didn't have that option. And often they had a lot more time to actually look after their kids, um, as I was talking about with my granddad. And so there's so many factors at play. So many factors at play. Um, I also think younger people, a lot of them want to be going outside and playing more, but they're so addicted to their phones, they just don't. Yeah. Like I, because I was similar to you my entire childhood. I'm so grateful. I kind of missed the social media wave. Like social media didn't really hit until I was like 14. Um, and I didn't really have it until I was like into high school and stuff, but I grew up in New Zealand and I grew up in like a small country town and we'd be, my dad took us mountain biking like every weekend. Um, I was, you know, always skateboarding and bike riding around the school, you know, the schools, the school after school was our playground. We'd go to the school playground and have lightsaber fights <laughs> and, you know, do all this fun stuff. And I, I, you know, that's the memories I have. I also have memories of playing PlayStation with my brother, but like, I'm so glad 
that's the childhood I had. And I worry that kids are missing out on that. And it's not that they're missing out on it and, and it's being replaced with something just as good. Like, I think no one can deny, you know, young people just on their screens all the time, despite the fact they might be having a little bit of fun, is not good for you. And it's yeah, only yeah. going to cause, um, you know, negative things in the future. And I think it's we just need to be very cautious and very wary of it um, as, you know, siblings or, you know, parents. I think it's very, very important for this generation. Even as as you mentioned, you're finding yourself a little bit addicted to phones. So am I. And I have the maturity level to recognize it, but a, a 10-year-old doesn't. No, exactly. Like, yeah, like I check my screen times like, you know, once a week just to see how I'm traveling kind of thing because it is, it, you know, and social media these days is so, it's so gnarly for kids, you know. It's like the mm. pressures that the, the social media puts on you to to, to post or to, to look and to to keep up with, someone or the the generation you know to keep up with your friends and whatever it's like um there's a there's an off button you know delete it <laughs> it's like you know you can mm. block people that are bullying you bullying you even on social media these days is so scary i mean the the, the kids these days you know we, there's a huge problem of of people of youth suicide like it's and yes. and a lot mm. of that's to do with um you know the social media world of of you know, it's so access. You you don't even know a kid, and you can you can access his account, not access, mm. but you can write a message to someone you don't even know, and and throw your two cents in. Like, um, you know, I have my own social media account, and and just for instance, there's a argument about the the gold medal of uh the bronze medal that Owen Wright Owen Wright won in in um Japan just recently, and I posted something going, oh well done, Owen, you know, great, 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 you know, it's great to, you know. So uh, bronze medal was great, and then there was just like a big debate with all these people on my on my feed about you know how Gabriel Medina should have got the bronze medal and blah blah blah. It's just like, and then all of a sudden it's just like going, you know, Owen's feeling it's not he's not even involved in my whole thing, but he's getting these messages going that you know he got ripped on, and you know it was just crazy, and that's just yeah. from how like it's a. Uh, a snowflake just turned into this avalanche of this snowfield that just went crazy. It's like unbelievable yeah. how it I can mean, happen. Yeah, I, I I deal with that stuff every day on on social because I've put out a lot of content on on TikTok and stuff, and it's just it just kind of yeah, it, it's exhausting. Like because I put out educational content and opinions and stuff, people are always finding ways to be like you know just arguing in the comments. I've got a whole separate podcast um, on sexual assault education and consent education. And man, you should see the comments in that sometimes. It's just horrendous. I'm talking thousands and thousands of comments of people just going to town, yeah. um, arguing. And it's just like, it's, it is, you know, for me, social media has been an incredible opportunity to grow my brand and everything, but it's, it is very toxic. And yeah, bullying has never been so accessible for young people. Um, it's, it's worrying. But I, and this is why I think, you know, young people need to be listening to podcasts and need to be, you know, developing themselves and educating themselves because if you don't, the world that we're in is very hard to navigate and our brains haven't adapted for a world like this. You know, no. 200, you know, what, a, a thousand years ago, even 50 years ago was a completely different place, let alone a thousand. A <laughs> hundred years ago, 200 years ago, 300 <laughs> years ago, the world was completely different. Yeah. And now look where we are. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. 
Yeah, but yeah, for, for for kids out there, I mean, it's easy to block someone. Just block people, like if you're not on your social media. I mean, and if it gets too bad, just delete Instagram. It's not that hard. Mm. I mean, mm. you, you might miss it for a day or two, and then all of a sudden you're going, "Oh my god, look how much free extra free time I have!" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's it. I've got it's such a time waster. Absolutely, absolutely. You got to be a bigger person, like you know. Before we wrap up, I like to finish on uh, the same question, which I ask every guest. And that is, what is your number one piece of advice to the younger generation? Um, you might have already mentioned it, but what advice would you give to an 18-year-old? Yeah, I mean, my advice is um, it's basically hard work pays off. I mean, I, mm. I, I coach a lot of surfers and I and I, a, a mentor for a lot of younger kids and stuff like that. And I just go, find something that you, that you love and work extra harder and you succeed. It's, you know, it's, it's my number one tip for everything is like hard work does pay off. Yeah. Hard work and you've got to make some sacrifices, but you don't have to sacrifice your entire youth. Like you can still, you can make sacrifices and still have fun and still enjoy your time. Yeah. It's just a, it's a balance. It's, it's, yeah. It's a balance. It's how much you want to succeed and how much hard work you want to pull in to the result. You know what I mean? The sacrifice of, of whatever, like it's, you sacrifice more, you succeed easier and quicker or you want to do it longer. It's like sacrifice less and enjoy yourself more. It's, you know, it's a balancing act, but. Absolutely. Most of all is be happy. It's like life's short. Like, you know, there's nothing – life is short and, you, you know, you get what I mean? Like everyone goes through hard times and when I was growing up, I was going, oh, my God, if I don't be a pro surfer, I'm going to be digging holes for the rest of my life. So um, – but it worked out and I worked hard at it and it worked out and, and everything always does normally. So, mm. Yeah, amazing. Don't worry about the small well, things. You get what I mean? Don't worry about the small yeah, things. It's like the your health, if you're healthy, you get what I mean? Like a lot of my things was uh, for my kids I coach in surfing, I'd take them to children's hospitals and just go, you're worrying about win- winning the next heat. Look at these kids. You get what I mean? They're worried about lasting another, surviving a day kind of thing. So, you know, the small things of life, you know, it, it's put your hard work in and if it works out, no worries. Think about the people that are really struggling in the world. You know, you're actually one of the really lucky ones. So, oh, don't, no, don't, don't sweat the small things. You know, that's a whole. I talk about all the time how grateful we should be to be in Australia or any developed country. Like, you know, you're in the top percentage. Um, but anyway, Jake, thanks so much for coming to the show. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, follow you online, get get your sunscreen, check out, you know, all the stuff you're doing. Where's the best place to go? Um, yeah, uh, my sunscreen is called We Are Feel Good Ink Sunscreens, and um, my Instagram is uh, Snake Tails. Um, and uh, yeah, awesome. DM and I'll put all the links. Uh, yeah, DM me, and I'll uh, I'll write you back. Yeah, awesome. I'll put all the links below. But otherwise, Jake, thank you so much for coming on the show. No worries, Byron.